This podcast is part of a school project that has been written, recorded and edited by a group of primary school students. You're listening to Project Podcast. Read up a storm. First, I would like to acknowledge the land on which we podcast, the Gunungurra country. Hi, my name is Capri and today I'll be speaking of books and why it is great to read. We also have a very special guest joining us, R.A. Spratt, Raining Lightly. It's great to read whether you like sad books, funny books, long or short. Reading is a great way to get pulled into a story without gluing your eyes to a screen. Books also add more detail to some of the best movies in the world, explaining how the characters feel. So pick up a book and start reading. Time for the storm. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, So let's get straight into the questions. So what inspired you to start writing? Uh, My... I accidentally became a writer. Like you mean, like originally, what start made me start yeah. writing things? Well, I wanted to work in television, you know, because I loved television because yeah. I grew up in the eighties and there was no internet then, and that's how we amused ourselves. Because I grew up in the suburbs of Sydney, where there was like the northwestern suburbs, where yeah. you think Sydney, you think the harbour, and oh, it's so gorgeous. And it's like yes, that part is, but I was like a long way from there in the baking suburbs of Sydney, <laughs> where there was nothing to do except watch television. And this is back in the olden days when there was only four television channels, and sometimes on weekends they would all simultaneously play sport and it was so boring um I mean and I quite like sport but anyway so it's but I love television so I wanted to write television well not write television I wanted to make television so I decided to go to university and train how to be an assistant director and learn how to make uh like run the crew and do all the the behind the scenes behind the camera stuff so I did all that and I learned all the skills and then when you get to the third year of university, they send you out in the world to do like work experience, basically. Yep. Although when you're at university, they call that an internship. So I went to do, I did about six different internships at different places. But the last one I did was I went to the ABC and there was a television show there called Good News Week. Yep. And it was a game show that was like a, a satirical, like a comedy game show about what had happened in the news that week. Mm-hmm. So I turn up and I'm like, oh, hello, I want to do work experience. And they were all like oh, okay, who do you want to work with? And I said, the assistant director. And they're like, "Uh, duh, you're an idiot. The assistant director just works one afternoon a week. Most of the work on the show is just the writers. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, because I want to learn about every aspect of television. I'll come in and I'll just hang out with the writers and see what they do and I'll learn. And so I did. I went and sat with them. And because they were all middle-aged men and I was a 22-year-old girl, (laughs) none of them spoke to me or even made eye contact all day. They put me in an office on my own. So I wasn't like learning anything I just sat and I thought well they want jokes I'll write some jokes so I had a script I saw what sort of jokes they wrote so I sat down and I wrote like 10 jokes and you know in eight hours it was very boring yeah and I went home and but before I went home I handed them in and the head writer wasn't even there he'd gone home he hadn't even told me so I was just in the office on my own so I just left and I thought oh do I even want to go back the next day this is such a waste of time but I did go back the next day and again, no one spoke to me. So I just sitting in my office reading a like new idea magazine yeah, yeah. and the head writer burst in and he had my jokes in his hand and he's like, these jokes are frighteningly good. And he slammed <laughs> them down on the desk. And it, but it wasn't a desk, it was like a metal filing cabinet. So it made a much better noise than that. It was like a yeah. boom, he slammed that. These jokes are frighteningly good. And I was like, ah. Oh. And um, so they offered me a job at the end of the fortnight and um, I stayed for three years. And so I sort of became a writer accidentally 
because yeah. um, I never would have thought I could be a writer because I was very bad at English at school because English yeah, is yeah. all about essay writing and my mind doesn't work that way because when you write an essay, you have to have a reasoned argument and I am very rarely reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so what is your favourite book that you have written? People ask me that all the time. What's the favourite book you've written? And I just think, oh, I, can't, I don't have a favourite. Do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have a little brother. A little brother. Is he really annoying? Yeah, he can you, be. Yeah, I'm sure. I have an older brother and he's like, he turns 50, he's turning 50 next year. No, in a couple of months. And um, he's so annoying. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. just so, so annoying. He's really rich. Oh, it's just the worst. Um, but he lives in Singapore, so that's good because I don't have to see too much of him. But anyway, do you ever, like, ask your parents, which one of us do you love the most? Yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they always look at you and go, we love you equally. Do they say that? I hope yes, they say that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, in this case, it's true. Like, I do love all my books because you've got to think, like, you read a book and if you like my book, it might take yeah. you a day, maybe two or three days to read, depending on how fast you read. Yeah. And it means a lot. You're like, oh, that was so much fun. But from my perspective, each book represents six months of my life. Yeah. And you think, like, if you have a baby, that's like nine months to make the baby, you know, be pregnant. And it's, it feels the same. Like, you've got six months to write it, and then you've got another six months that you're editing it. And then finally it comes into the world and other people can read it. And so you've been through this long creation process yeah. um, where you were the only one who knew about it. And you had, had to have all this faith in your ability to create this thing, this world, world and these people, the characters from nothing. And then you send it out into the world. And so it's like a big labor of love, like having yeah. a child. So like that, it's like I would not want to say I loved one of my books more than the other. Mm. And apart from anything else, the characters are almost real. Like they're yeah, almost yeah. like I remember having an argument with my daughter when she was like four. She's like, they're not real, mommy. And I said, nah, Nanny Piggins is more real than most of the people I know. She's so, <laughs> and it's like, I'm almost frightened of Nanny Piggins, even though she's a figment of my imagination. So if I said, oh, I love Friday Barnes more, I really do think Nanny Piggins would come and get me in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, so what have your best-selling books been based on? What have my best-selling books been based on? Well, they're all bestsellers technically. Yeah. Um, so all different things like, um, Friday Barnes Girl Detective, the starting point for that idea was I wanted to write something that was like Sherlock Holmes, where you have yeah, like yeah. a really nerdy, uh, scientific thinker who thinks rationally with a best friend who is more empathetic and charming. Yeah. So that was a starting point for Friday Barnes. And then Nanny Piggins... What was it, what exactly was your question again? Re, re, re. Um, it was what have your best-selling books been based? Yeah, well, on? Friday Barnes is the best-selling in this country. Yeah. Um, and then Nanny Piggins is the best-selling in America, and so Nanny Piggins is based on a flying pig who was, yeah, who yeah. ran away from the circus to become a nanny. And I got that idea from the Easter Show one year, like many oh, years okay. ago. They had flying pigs at the Easter show. Oh, cool. Y you would think so. Because I heard the idea of flying pigs. And I thought, oh, this is really cool, flying pigs. And, like, I yeah. didn't know what it was. So I imagined something super cool. I imagined, like, I thought, I don't know how they fly. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe like, it's like a human cannonball. And they've got, <laughs> maybe they've got, like, a cannon. But then I thought a, a human cannonball is smaller than a pig cannonball. Because pigs, yeah. pigs can be really, really they big. They really can. So I thought they'd have to get a huge, like, World War One howitzer cannon <laughs> with a massive barrel. And, and then I thought, well, you know, they'd have to have, like, a leather flying suit for protect <laughs> protection and a helmet. And then they work in the, in, at the 
circus, so they'd be glamorous and all have sequins and be dazzled. <laughs> so I imagined all of this, this incredibly yeah. glamorous pig leading this showbiz lifestyle and yeah, being blasted out of a cannon and there'd be fireworks and lasers and it'd be super, super cool. But then when I found out what those flying pigs really were, all it was was a tiny little piglet <laughs> running along a plank of wood like a, like a fence post and then it would drop off the end oh, wow. into okay. like a paddle pool, like the type you get from Bunnings for like 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's just... For a start, it's, I'm not sure the pig was on board with this process. No, and secondly, so. it was just lame. And I, yeah. so um, that was the starting point for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like Friday Barnes because I do like sh- all the um, Sherlock Holmes books and s- yeah, all mysteries and are stuff like that. mysteries yeah. are in- inherently engaging because yeah, really even are. if the characters irritate you or something, you just think, well, what did happen and why did that happen? And you start yeah. to get drawn in. Yeah. Um, so next question: How long have you been writing for? How long have I been writing for? Well, I was 22 when I got that job at Good yeah. Newsweek, and I'm 47 now. So okay. do the maths. Right now, while I'm staring at you. Somebody good at math? Tw- 25 years. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I am that old. <laughs> and um, the last question, is there anything else you'd like to share before you go? Oh, okay, yeah, I've got a new, <laughs> you've always got to plug your new book. Yeah. So my next book coming out is actually going to be a bit different. And you're the enrichment class here, aren't you? Yes. Well, you might like this. I, was, I signed all these bookmarks. I'll bring them in for you for next week when you have your enrichment class. Um, it's about... Shakespeare like it's about a girl who um, is not so good at reading Mm -hmm. and uh, she gets a tutor and the tutor makes her read Hamlet aloud and when she does they get sucked into the play and she meets Hamlet and she's like but she does she's never read any Shakespeare so she's like oh my god your behavior is terrible (laughs) and she starts telling him you can't behave like this you can't be mean to your girlfriend and stop being rude to your mother and she starts to help Hamlet solve his problems yeah so um it's it's like tonally it's a bit like friday barnes but it's all set in shakespeare's world the world that is hamlet yeah that sounds like a really cool book yeah it's fun um thank you so much for joining us today rachel well thank you for having me thank you so much for joining us on project podcast episode read up a storm bye for now